Hi guys, Johnny and Tyler here. We're here with you today to discuss a couple of things that have been happening towards the back of 2019. Uh, first up, at the end of November, the band released Ahimsa. Ahimsa. Wow, I can't even say it. Ahimsa. Ahimsa. It's not even that difficult to say. No, I've never struggled with that before. Well, um, put a microphone in front of me and I can't speak. Right, well, um, yeah, we've got Ahimsa, 22nd of November. And it's a U2 featuring or U2 collaboration with A.R. Rahman, yeah. um, the composer famous for, amongst other things, Slumdog Millionaire. So a big name in Indian music and in cinematic yeah. scores, basically. Uh, what, what I found interesting as well is the 22nd of November, I believe, is the, uh, the anniversary of How to Dismantle an Atomic Bomb, mm. the release date. That that seems set in my mind because it, I, was, I was so young and so excited at, at that time. Um, and the artwork seems to sort of yeah, that hark back hand, to that, doesn't it? Yeah. It's, a, it's clearly a Bono drawing as well. And I'd say Bono's 50% successful with his drawings sometimes. Did you ever look through that Dismantle an Atomic Bomb book in a special edition? Yeah, I think he's just a man that's constantly doodling. Yeah, he is. And sometimes it looks great and sometimes it looks like a child's exercise book, you know, at the back, where they've just been scrolling lots of doodles and stuff like that. So, yeah, I like it anyway. I like I like the cover. I like what it harkens back. We've got this hand on the front, um, and we've got all these kind of Indian patterns which have been drawn. And yeah, it's it's a song that celebrates the concept of nonviolence. That's what it roughly translates to. Himza. Mm. Uh, it's a, it's a song that um, maybe people weren't expecting. Um, I wasn't expecting any new music from you two at the moment. No, because they're, they're on tour and they're busy and you, you, they're, they're very visible. Mm. With you know, going around mopping up the areas that they haven't yet been to. <laughs> mopping up. I think, I think Adam it's... with a big mop. <laughs> <laughs> well, in the eighties, he had a big mop on his head. Anyway, uh... oh god. Um, but but yeah, so have you thought much about Ahimsa? It's stuck in my head a lot. Now yeah. I think I, I want to start off by saying it's not a massively substantial song which which is not a problem you two don't have to bring out you know with or without you or one or streets every single release um it feels i mean they said they said it's to, it's part of the promotion of the tour so i think some people saying oh they've only done this up because they're playing india it's like yeah that's that's what they said yeah, they've never played it. india before yeah and um i mean it's very timely this podcast because as we are recording it's just a few hours until they actually play Mumbai. a couple of hours away as we speak the yeah. final the final Stop on the whole Joshua Tree 19 tour. I mean, I've, I've got to get out of here pretty quick, but I'm planning to listen to it on the train. Mm. Um, so, so the, you know, time is of the essence today. But yeah. it, I think if I can get a good link to to that show, it, it just feels like this is the close. Yeah. Is in the end of the Joshua Tree tour 2019. Yeah. Is it, the close of not only the decade, but this massive tour. If you, if you club in together, I and E, E and I... Uh, JT 2017 and JT 2019. Mm, the acronyms it, tour. It feels like they've been on this huge five-year world tour. Yeah. In in maybe it doesn't feel like that to you, but that's certainly how it feels like to me. Well, looking back, I mean, the Joshua Tree 17 that I went to um, feels ages ago. I mean, when we actually made that podcast, it felt so long ago. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad that it is finishing. And it is closing that chapter. And personally, I don't want them to roll into having to then do Act and Baby and blah, blah, blah. But we'll talk about that when we talk in the second half of this episode about your trip to Seoul. Okay. Uh, because Tyler went, and I didn't, and he's going to tell me and you what it was like. Okay. So back to Ahimsa then. Um, it's not massively substantial, but that's not really a problem. It's got a very, it's got this light quality to it, which is nice. It's very uplifting, very airy. And I mean, 
the thing is though, it's, it's funny whenever you hear the opening to a U2 song these days, I'm just expecting that edge swell and shimmer of guitar or synthesizer, whatever he's got on there. And that's that's exactly what happens at the start of, of this song. Um, yeah, it's, I, it's, saw, it's I, saw very I saw a review where um, uh, basically the person writing it said U2 can't help but sound like U2 at this point. Yeah, uh, which is it is a kind of, it's a, I mean, I just thought about what I just said, that it's very U2. Yeah, obviously, what a stupid thing to say. Yeah. But, but also... But they, they, they sound like U2 in spite of themselves. It's like the more yeah. they try not to sound like... Because hmm. uh, uh, is... A very different kind of song. Yeah, very. It's it's very interesting. Yeah, it's got. Um, I'm not a connoisseur of Indian music, but it, it I think sounds distinctly um, like Sitari, Indian. that kind of yeah. thing. I think the synthesizers on there are being used by. I presume that there's a lot of production here from uh, Raman, like, and he's bringing in that kind of that sort of sound. Um, it seems like there's a lot of autocorrect mixed with synthesizer or sitari sort of sounds but yeah i, I don't know what that what that sound is but it's yeah, sound certainly that oh, the, um, i think you're on about the the pitch shift yeah where, yeah I, I think that's where he joins in the singing in that chorus i think yeah um and yeah it's, it's a sound they've not done before and yet it still retains its u2-ness very very clearly um so we've got the tamil lyrics at the very very start and just having a look at the rough English translation, we've got, Though unprovoked, thy soul, malicious foes should sting, retaliation wrought, inevitable woes will bring. If you harm others in the forenoon, harm will visit you by itself in the afternoon. So it's that classic idea of if you are, it's that karmic idea, if you are horrible to people, if you are malicious, if you are violent, that will return to you. So if you put out negativity, it will come back to you in some sort of way. Yeah. And those those lyrics are actually sung, as far as I know, they're sung by uh, Raman's daughters um, at the at the start, and they've got they've got beautiful voices, which is helpful if you if you're if you're a producer of you know mm. soundtracks and everything. Um, so I think that starts off the song in a way that was very unexpected, and then Bono comes in with his with his verse. Yeah. And yeah, we've got these. We've got big ideas, we've got the sky being mentioned, um, a lyric that sounds a bit like Mofo, he says, I'll meet you before the world was born, which reminds me of, you know, that, you know, before the world was made from yeah. from that. So there's little links back to that. His voice sounds very good to me on this, on this, uh, on this record. What do you think about that? Um, I mean, it's very electronic, so I can't get a good reading of, of where Bono's voice really is. Well, at the start, though, where it's just him on his, more or less on his own, I think yeah, he sounds it's, in fine it's, it's really close to the microphone, um... It's not. He's not belting it out, basically. But mm. so he's he, that. That wouldn't suit this song. Not the start of it. Um, no. So no, it's. Uh, I, I enjoyed it. I didn't listen to it and go, oh, he's sounded a bit rough though. Yeah. And and I have said that in the past. Yeah. Um. So so yeah, I think I I I like I like a hymnza. I I think I'm a bit surprised that it came out more so yeah. than anything, and. At times of great crisis with you two, I do like to ask myself: Is it as good as Window in the Skies? Mm. <laughs> and, <That's> classic. Uh, <laughs> Who could forget Window in the Skies? But I, I really like Window in the Skies, and it's sim- it's similar like Ordinary Love. Um, Ordinary Love's brilliant. Window in the Skies, Invisible to an extent. You know these these songs that just came out of the blue. Yeah, I would just say that like to me, Invisible. An incredible song. Yeah, it is incredible. Ordinary Love, incredible song. Yes. Window in the Skies, good music video. But these are... So, Ahimsa, this is the competition that Ahimsa faces. Mm. And even... Uh, what's the song called? Uh, Electrical Storm. 
Yeah. Like these non-album singles that seemingly come out of the blue. Yeah. And they are all to promote something. Hands about America. I honestly think at the minute I prefer um, Window in the Skies to Ahimsa. Well, I prefer Hymns to Wind in the Skies, but that's not too difficult. I just I just don't like Wind in the Skies. It feels that feels more cynical to me in a weird way. Like it was just brought out to promote the singles collection that they were that we doing at that particular time. So I, I prefer Hymns. I also like I like the message as well. Um, Bono's just um, written an article about this whole thing. He's written a thousand words about what hymns is about and the tour as well so um i won't read obviously i won't read all of it but there's a nice little bit here where bono's trying to get across his his idea of india and why it means so much to them he's talking mainly about gandhi and the philosophy of non-violence so he said thus india gave the world a thought more powerful than nuclear energy more powerful than the british empire more powerful than power itself this bono being his usual sort of gnomic self but it's, it's i think he's getting a good idea across the idea of non-violence as power like generations of others, Gandhi's philosophy influenced us as a band. We saw it play out through leaders like Dr. King in the civil rights struggle for black Americans, and then again on this island with the nobility of John Hume. We've also seen what happens when it's not played out. So I think that's quite nice. Um, the the whole idea of the of the band, and they seem vivacious and excited to play places like Mumbai and Seoul and just these places Manila, that they've never been yeah. to before. Yeah, exactly. All all these places. So yeah, and I I mean. Um... So we're we're kind of going on to Seoul now, anyway. Yeah, hymns is good. Yeah. Uh, so, um, I what I'm going to do is um, I was asked by U2.com to provide a little commentary yep. on the night, considering I was there. So I might as well just read from U2.com. Right, I'll sit back with my tea then. Um, unless you'd like to read it, because no, nope. it's like I'm doing my own audio book. Or something. I, I think you'd love that opportunity to do that. Well, a whole book would be would be too much. Anyway, get on with it. Okay, so Tyler from fan podcast site Review Two flew in from Manchester just for this show. We caught up with him on his way out of the stadium, and he gave us a few words about tonight's debut show in Korea. A very cold stadium, absolutely packed out. The coats came off when the music came on. I'd heard that Western artists sometimes get a cool response from the crowd, so I had some trepidation. But it was not the case at all. Seoul showed you two what they've been missing tonight. The set list threw a lot of surprises my way. I avoided all spoilers and I really enjoyed how Joshua Tree 2019 has become a hybrid of Experience and Innocence and the Joshua Tree 2017 tours. Mm -hmm. That's quite... A mouthful to say. <laughs> Someone's struggling to read their own <laughs> words that they've written. Um, I mean, I know I was bad reading Bono's a bit before, but Bono had written that. So I sum it up with saying um, you only get one chance to make a good first impression, and the boys did that tonight. You two do not seem like they've been around for 40 years. They were fresh, youthful, and new, and it was well worth the trip. Yeah. And I, I stand by those words. It was an excite, uh, exciting time in the stadium, um, and it I had people, uh, Koreans, South Koreans, uh, Japanese uh, people, putting the arm around me. At, you know, at, you know, emotional points and stuff. No, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm on my own, and I'm from Manchester, and I, I don't speak a word of Korean. Yeah. Um, I really struggle to remember. Thank you, Kamsahamnida. That is, enough, that is, yeah. th- that is uh, but it took me seven days to. To learn that, and well, I, quite I, long for thank you, but yeah, well. <laughs> I was only I was only there for seven days. So. Yeah, um, but yeah, it was it was incredible, and I've now I'm, I'm 
I'm beginning to wonder how you two can surprise me every single time. It's always mm. different. It's always new. And there's no point where I go, ah, well, I've seen this before. I can go for a beer. I'm, 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 I still don't know where, where I can go for a beer yeah. at this point. Oh, how sad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really thirsty. Um, actually, on that, on that note, I saw the, um, the, the signs doing the rounds on Twitter for um, the, the show tonight the uh, Mumbai show saying that anyone who's smelling of alcohol won't be let into the the studio uh, the studio the um really the, the stadium which would be a bit sad really for for a lot of people imagine if you've made that made that trip and you, yeah. you were sent away just for that at the, at the end i mean obviously it's not good if people are being rowdy and stuff like that but that seems a little bit far and it certainly wouldn't fly in britain in seoul they were, they, they would sell you like a six pack of of, oh, right. of of beer at the bar, yeah, and then oh, this is lovely. I can just go and put this under my seat and you know crack on. But by the time you want to actually enter the auditorium part, yeah, there's just a, a guy stood there with big plastic glasses, <laughs> a big row of plastic glasses, and you, oh, you can't take those in. You you got to put. So now I'm struggling. I had a nice <laughs> secure six pack of yeah. cans, and now I'm struggling with six beers. Six beers. <laughs> I don't even know where you'd put them. <laughs> Um, so if we talk about the the show, um, how I, it, I looked at the set list, it seemed relatively similar to me to yeah Joshua Tree with elements of of E and I in it. Yeah. Um, so I suppose you knew you knew what was going to happen. What were the major? Were there any major differences? Did they, did they do bad? Did they? What did they, they didn't do bad. And um, uh, Stu, uh, who we met in Manchester last year, messaged mm-hmm. me saying that it's bad's really good this time. I really, I really enjoyed it during. Um, yeah. 17. So I, obviously, I'm hoping for a sort of homecoming and mm. and, and bad because we haven't heard those songs nearly as much. Mm. Um, but I we I got pride, I got pride. <laughs> um, and um, what else? What else did I get? I, songs that really surprised me were "Every Breaking Wave." How did that surprise you? Um, because it it's not something I expected to hear on the Joshua Tree tour. Mm, okay. And if you if you think back to Twickenham. Yeah, how they they really played uh, uh, the Joshua Tree and then select absolute surefire hits. Yeah. Now every breaking wave, although it's an incredible song, kind of went unnoticed worldwide. Yeah. There wasn't a lot of fuss made about it. I think it. you like that song a lot more than the world does, if you know what I mean. Because it's in- an incredible song. Yeah, and I, I like it. I think it's pretty good. Yeah. Like, but it's I think you, you're you ha- you hold that in very high esteem compared compared to other people. You got desire as well, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. That that's something that, that was so seen. fun. Yeah, and and it, that was one where I was looking around to the crowd to see what what they were doing, and it was just this party atmosphere. Mm. Um, it was it was re- for me really interesting um, to to just see how other crowds react to these songs. So I mean, were there many main differences? Were they were they singing along? Were they were they louder? Right. So were they quieter? after the Joshua Tree, yeah. Um, you know the "Hold Me, Thrill Me, Kiss Me, Kill Me" video, yeah. where the band is silhouetted and walking through the um, barricade. Yeah, all this U two terminology. Yeah, this is this is taking up important space in my brain. Mm. So that comes on the screen. So Bono's in full um, McFisto gear, right? But makes no reference to it. <laughs> there's n- there's no like hello. Yeah, I thought I'd get here someday. There's none of that. Yeah. It was Very good impression. Ju- Thanks. Um, it was it, he was he was just had the makeup on and and the hat mm. and and then it was kind of elevation vertigo beautiful day party time. I think he just likes wearing that big hat now. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> it's a cool. It is a really cool look. Um, mm. And and after 
the Shadow Man character yeah. from from Exit, it really and and the heaviness the heaviness of Mothers Have Disappeared, mm. it really like okay, let's lift people up again. Yeah, now. You've, you've got to do that, haven't you? After that, because it is quite yeah dark and emotional that and and sad at the end of the Joshua Tree. So that yeah. makes complete sense. Um, but yeah, the the the, the, the back end of the show really um, that huge screen. Yeah, was basically doing what the barricade oh, it's, it's was been doing. been upgraded as well, hasn't it? Yes, to 8K. So how many K has it gone up? Um, 0.4K, I think. I think it was 7.6 in Twickenham. Could and you imagine? Uh, well, what I'd, a difference that would make. Well, when Streets came on and you got that video of them heading down the road, there was a guy, uh, a Korean guy in front of me who got so excited that he jumped out of his seat. It was, oh, you know, like just yeah. it was in- so incredible to, and impressive to see it. But I'm laughing at the guy. But mm. it is, it is just, it will take your eyeballs out. It's that big and bright and sharp. Mm. And and the contrast with it op- opening up in that way, because it's been so stripped down for the first couple of songs as well. Yeah. I mean, I just felt like I could have watched that screen. Yeah. It, it was really strange. You know, my four favourite people in the world are playing music feet away from me. Mm. And all I want to do is watch TV. Yeah. And we've kind of come full well, circle from TV. TV. TV's <laughs> done its job, hasn't it, then? <laughs> what, um... <clears throat> How did the band seem? I mean, they've they've looked like they're really enjoying themselves. But just yeah. how, did, how did they seem on stage? Uh, to me, they seemed like they were having a lot of fun. Adam didn't stop smiling. Larry was smiling, and I think you can tell when Larry's really into it. Yeah, um, and he's you know he cracks a grin. Uh, yeah, it's hard to say that a drummer is having fun, but just the his mannerisms and the way he plays. Yeah, I think you can tell he's having fun. I thought they had a really good show. Now we were contacted yesterday by a guy called Stephen on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Now he said he was in the in the Soul Show, and it seemed like they were struggling. Mm. I don't know if it was just you know a different part of the audience that you know maybe it wasn't hitting. It can really vary your show experience based yeah. on where you stood, and because I mean, if I took our Manchester experience for example. When we were standing, I was a bit disappointed with the crowd for Acrobat because they just thinned yeah. out and people started talking and mentioning, like, oh, should we go about that kind of thing? And I'm thinking, this is the best song of the night and you're speaking all over it. Yeah. But then when we saw it, when we sat down, we got more of a visual impact and the crowd around there seemed to know it a lot more. So totally different experience each night. The only time I've ever felt like that was in London in October 2015. Mm. And the crowd was flat. Now, you had they weren't playing a lot of shows in the UK. Mm. And... It was mainly, I think it was only London, wasn't it? So people had travelled yeah. down from Glasgow, from Manchester, mm. or tra- you know, travelled from all across the place yeah. for these four shows in London. And I was shattered, you were shattered, mm. everybody around us was shattered, and it's like, it's going to take something special to, to just <laughs> yeah, give to us that, that, that energy and that pep in our step again. Mm. And it really, it, it, for me, that was the only time I've not enjoyed a U2 show. See, I really enjoyed that show, but I think a lot of it was to do with how good that stage was and seeing it for the first time properly and mm. seeing what use they made out of it. And I just think they were doing something really innovative then. So looking ahead, I am very happy now that the Joshua Tree is going to be closed off. They've, d- they've done it in the best way they could possibly do it. The Joshua Tree has been chopped down. Yes, good. Yeah. Uh, and and I, despite some people really clamouring for it, and despite Zoo TV being my favourite tour and Acton Baby being my favourite album ever, not just YouTube, I don't want the Acton Baby tour. I want them to do new music. 
I don't know what you where you stand on that. I definitely want the pop tour. I'm happy to forego the United <laughs> Baby. I don't think that's going to happen. I want, I want Pop Mart 2020. They end up bankrupting themselves again. <laughs> oh, God, when are we getting out of this? No, obviously, that, that, it'd be interesting to see a, nods to it, but I just think they've, they're not spring chickens, right? Uh, no. No, and I think I, I want them to carry on making music and playing live, you know, as long as they're enjoying it. And they're doing it to such a high ability, and they're not becoming parodies of themselves. And I mean, I'm not going to rehearse this whole thing, argument that I have about you know you two being constantly a band that has refused to become a, like a dinosaur, just hit um, recycling Rolling Stones type of thing, which I which I think people should really take more, much more into account when when they critically weigh up you two, considering the stick they get. I want them to just keep making interesting music and then playing it live and doing interesting stage sets, and it feels like there's a temptation now to just become a, a kind of memorial act. Yeah. Having seen them so recently, um, I, I do feel like they have an energy for the future. Mm. They want to know what's next. Cause You're give it, it a big I kiss. Mean, I mean, if it's felt like a long period of time for us, imagine what it's felt like for them. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do the whole oh woe is me because I'm Bono and I have to fly around the world and you know yeah. meet important people and earn, earn a load of money. That must be great, but yeah. But to be on tour for so long, yeah, for so many years, I don't know how they justify it to the families in in in, in a lot take, of ways. They just take them with them. Yeah, I suppose so. Um, on on uh, interesting news, there's been um, pictures of the band all seemingly in suits walking into a swimming pool recently. So I don't know what that's promotion for, but um, hopefully not speedos or something like that. But you know, like it's it's just it's interesting. So I, something's uh, brewing. Something's brewing. Where, where were those pictures? Just they're just circling around on Twitter. Um, they weren't paparazzi pictures. No, no, not at all. No, it's, no it's, it's, <laughs> that'd be very weird if they just that's how they spend the free time. Who could you sell those pictures to? I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> well, anyway, so that's that's all. That's all um, we've got to say on uh, all I've got to say on the Himza and your tour. Unless you want to say more about about the trip to Seoul. Um, no, I mean I had a I had a really good time and I met some incredible people. Mm-hmm. Um, the last thing you two dot com asked me was uh, why I went to Seoul, and th- I I think a lot of our friends have been asking that. <laughs> yeah, I I want to sum not just my trip up, but the last. The last four years up with a quote from The Wanderer, I went out there in search of experience, to taste and to touch and to feel as much as a man can before he repents. Well, what a lovely end to the show. Yeah. All right. Well, see you soon, guys. Hopefully more episodes of Tumul soon when our schedules allow. More, tum- more Tumul and more Review 2 coming very soon, but it's going to be New Year. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. See you soon, guys. See you in a bit. Bye-bye. Hi there, thanks for listening to the show. If you'd like to get in touch, please contact us on facebook.com forward slash review 2 you or on soundcloud.com forward slash review 2 or search for the Review 2 podcast on iTunes. You can also email us at review2contact at gmail.com. Please like, comment and subscribe. Thank you.